what is the most valuable thing you can give to someone? Uh, right now, I, I bet with uh, with a lot of the kids here, you're probably thinking what's valuable. Maybe it's a, a, a Barbie or a pony or tic-tac-toy, maybe a PlayStation 5 or iPad. Maybe just you just want some money. I mean, we, we value things. Um, the, 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 the economy, uh, the, the culture values certain things. If you just look back uh, a few generations ago or even one generation ago, most of the, the money was made through um, uh, like gas and oil. Right? So those companies uh, had a commodity, had something that was, that was uh, of great value. Well, today it actually is, I think, a little bit different. What, what do you think is the most, most valuable, most important commodity to, to businesses today? I think it's your attention, my attention. If you, if you think about where the money is made now, think about Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh, all these companies that they sell your attention um, or they make money off of advertisers because of your attention. It, it must be pretty valuable if a lot of people are making this much money off of it. Apple, um, I brought my iPhone up here. Apple says that they don't sell your, uh, uh, you know, your history and things, but Apple's really uh, one of the leaders in making it all possible, and they're making a fortune off of your attention. It's not new, though. Back in the, in the 1830s, uh, there was a businessman who sold New York, New York newspapers for one penny. Now, he was able to do that, uh, although a penny was worth a little bit more back then. He was able to do that because of advertisements. He was able to start selling people's attention uh, to, um, uh, to, to the, uh, the companies, to the advertisers. The readers uh, were sold to the advertisers, and they didn't even know it. And we have newspaper ads and TV commercials and website banners and social media ads. And, and really what happened is these, these things came along, and uh, I'm holding one. I, I'm not saying it's evil in itself, but this has given a huge opportunity to, to some people to buy your attention, to buy something that's, that's pretty valuable. It's not just ads. Uh, if you think about it, um, I'm reading articles on my phone, I uh, play games. I don't really play a lot of games, but a lot of people play games on them, and, and you know what pops up if you don't pay for the ad-free game or the, the ad-free service for videos, then ads come up. You can do shopping, which leads to more people making more money off of your attention. The, the free apps are not free. Uh, we like to think they are, but they're taking your most valuable commodity. Uh, I, wanna, I don't even want to say time because we have a choice of what we do with our time, we can choose to give our attention uh, to a lot of different things. In 2015, there was an article in the New York Times. Communications expert Sherry Turkle asks, what happens to face-to-face -face conversation in a world where so many people say they would rather text than talk? She said studies of conversation show that when two people are talking, the mere presence of a phone on a table between them or in the periphery of their vision changes both what they, what they talk about and the degree of connection they feel. People keep the conversations on topics where they won't be interrupted, where they won't mind being interrupted. They don't feel as invested in each other. Even a silent phone can disconnect us. In 2010, there was another study. A team of the University of Michigan, led by psychologist Sarah Conrath, put together a finding of 72 studies that were um, put together over a 30-year period. 
And so it went from 1980 to 2010. And they found a 40% decline in empathy among college students with most of the decline taking place after the year 2000. And so for the first 20 years, it was a little better, and then a huge drop in empathy. Empathy is the ability to understand and, and share the feelings of another. That's what our relationships are made off of. That's how we understand each other, or we want to understand each other more. We want to have a deeper relationship. It's going away. One of the teachers in that study observed that the students sit in the dining hall and look at their phones when they share things together. Uh, what they are sharing is what is on their phones. Now, I share this on, on Christmas Eve. I wouldn't say it's a traditional Christmas Eve message. I share this because I think that we're going to have a lot of choices or opportunities tonight and tomorrow and whenever your holiday gatherings are. I know some of you probably had some. But we celebrate Christmas because God gave, came into the world. There's, there's some big meaning in that. He could have communicated in a number of different ways, and he did. He communicated through the prophets. He, he had people write down his word, um, the messages to us. But ultimately, he, I think he realized, or he already knew, obviously, but he shared with us that the best way to communicate was face-to-face. When Jesus was born into the, into the world, God was telling us, I'm going to communicate with you face-to-face. God gave us himself. He gave us his presence. And it's something that Jesus continued to do until he gave his life on the cross. He modeled this way of living for us. He, he told us to go and, and do the same, to be the light of the world. So I, I just wanted to think of a couple ways that Jesus gave his attention that I think might be helpful to us and to the world around us. Jesus gave his, his attention when he saw a need. In John 5, on his way to a festival, he came across a paralyzed man who had been there for 38 years. Jesus stopped, gave his full attention. He saw a need. Who, who is that? Who, who's the person that if you would just give them five minutes or even, even 15 seconds, just a, a hug or a smile or a, a phone call, that it would change their day, it would change their week, it might change their life? Who, who would that be? You, you probably haven't, have that person in your mind right now. Jesus gave his attention when he was busy. In Mark 5, one day Jesus was stopped by a man who wanted Jesus to heal his daughter. Jesus agreed. So this is pretty important. The man's daughter was on her deathbed, and she actually ended up dying, and then he, he revived her. He brought her back to life. But while, while walking through the crowds on the way to a very urgent, important call, Jesus stopped everything. A woman had touched his robe, a woman who was sick. He stopped. He gave her his full attention. I know this is hard. Sometimes I, uh, I have 10 minutes to get somewhere, and it's an eight-minute drive, and someone wants to talk to me, and it's, it's, I know it's not going to take two minutes. It's going to take 20 minutes, and I'm going to be late, and, uh, and, and I have to make that decision. I know you guys have the same thing. We all have time. We all have commitments. We all have limited resources, and it's really hard sometimes to think, well, this is pretty important. I can't be late. What are we passing up in those moments? I, I know we can't do it all the time. There might be times when we can. Just last week, I had two specific requests, uh, people wanting my attention. And one, I said yes, and I gave a, a, about three hours, and I was really glad I did. And the other one, I, I said no. I, I said, um, actually, I'll, I'm available Monday, but I'm just not right now. And I felt terrible, and I still don't know if I did the right thing. 
But I think we have to wrestle with that. When can we give someone attention? We can't always say yes. I think we can say yes more than we probably do. Jesus gave his attention when others wouldn't. In Mark 10, once in the middle of preaching in a healing session, people lined up their kids asking Jesus to put his hands on them and pray for them. And the disciples tried to herd the parents away, uh, saying that they were bothering Jesus. But Jesus grew indignant. He rebuked the disciples and happily turned his attention to the children, holding them and blessing them. Now for us, we live in a culture where you know, loving kids, that's, that's a, a good thing. Uh, they're not second-class citizens, and they're not at the bottom of the barrel. Uh, but at, at this time, they were. Maybe there's someone or a group of people that we say, nah, they're not helping him, and, and, and you're, they're not helping him, and, and we're not really helping him, so I, I don't know. Maybe I shouldn't help him if no one else does. Maybe that's the reason that we should be reaching out to that person. Maybe that's the reason that we should be helping the person because they need hope, they need guidance, and they need love. Jesus loved people that no one else would love. Imagine if Jesus didn't have time for people. It would be a tough one. But instead he made his dwelling among us. We celebrate that. There's nothing more Christmassy than giving yourself to others, giving your attention to others. So I'm going to challenge you with it. I wanted tonight to be um, very applicable. I wanted, I wanted you to come and, he, and hear uh, things that Jesus did and say, yeah, I can do that. I know how to put that to use right now. I know how to make a difference right now. I'm going to ask you to give your presence to others. It, it might be tough. They might not give it back. You might, you might try to start a conversation with someone who's, who looks like this, and you're talking to them, and hey, yeah, I can hear you, uh, but I gotta, I gotta, I'm on Facebook, right? <laughs> I gotta, I don't want to hear you right now. That's what I'm not actually gonna say that, and the person probably won't say it. But you know what it looks like. Something on this screen is more important than than you, than the person in front. Um, that's just what we do. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you to give your attention because I think that's what Jesus did. I just gave you some examples. I think that's what he wants us uh, of us to do as well. And so how might you, you gift someone with your presence? I know that sounds arrogant. Well, who cares? What if they don't want me to talk to them? How much more arrogant is it to simply say, you know what, my fantasy football team, yeah, I'm in the playoffs right now because I beat someone last week. Well, that's more important than you. Yeah, how much more arrogant is that in light of, of all this? Give, you, give more presence. That's what Jesus did. Put the phones down. I know you don't have a camera because it's, it's right here. Take a quick picture. You want to share it. You want to share the, uh, what's going on. Do that. You can do it in about 15 seconds. Probably teenagers can do it in five. You're just, you're just quick with these things. Just do it. Take it. Share it. And put it away. Now, I know this is tough. Uh, sometimes I, I want to do the same thing. Now that I've done this and most of my family's here, if I pull my phone out, I know you're going to call me out on it. So... So I can't, but have the conversation. You know, share life with the person who's across from you, who may not be there next year. I know that all of us can, can think back to someone who was, who was at the table five years ago, ten years ago, even last year, and we, man, I just wish I would have given my attention. This is not just a blessing for the other person. I think this is the way that Jesus wanted us to live it's because he knew this was the fulfilling life, because he knew it would make a difference, and it would give us value and it would give us purpose and it would give us the joy of sharing life with one another. It might be hard, 
Just give it a shot. We can't say yes all the time, but I think we can be more present when we do, when we're around people. A couple weeks ago, a tornado went through five states. Uh, This is no secret to anyone. Um, I, I read about a lady who was trapped in a demolished candle factory under the rubble. And a church went out to, to try to help. And Reverend Stephen Boykin and some of his church members walked by and they heard a lady calling out for help. She simply asked if he would hold her hand. And so he did. He held her hand. He prayed for her. Um, others joined in. And they, they did everything they could to make sure that she stayed awake, to help her stay awake until she could be pulled out. There wasn't enough of them or the right equipment to pull her out but they could be present. That's all they could do. Sometimes we don't want to be present because I can't counsel this person. I have no advice to offer this person. I can't give them what they need, so I'll just do nothing and hope someone else, some expert, goes and fixes everything. Now, what these people did, what Jesus did, he was present because being present sometimes eases pain. Being present, not being alone in anything, that brings joy. So be a friend to someone. Consider someone else more than yourself. By coming into our world and giving his life, that's what Jesus did for us. And so in, in just a minute here, we're going to go out. We're going we're gonna to sing uh, more, but we're going to do something first. We're going to um, use these candles. If, if you've got a candle here, there's one candle and our Advent candles in the middle that represents Christ. These are the Advent candles. And so what we're going to do is, uh, is light our candles off of that one. So in a few moments, uh, when I pray, the ushers are going to come up, and we're going to light our candles off of the candle of Christ. We're going to walk around and light each candle on the end, and then whoever, if if you're sitting next to someone with a lit candle, reach over and light it. Uh, Try not to tip the ones that are lit, because then you'll pour wax, and someone will have to clean it. I probably won't, but someone will, uh, so we'll just be nice. Um, But but what we want to signify through this candle lighting is that we take our lights our attention, our presence, our very lives into the darkness. Giving, not getting. I'm going to pray and let this be a reminder and a challenge because Jesus gave us light in the darkness. Now through selflessly giving our attention to others, maybe we can bring that joy and the hope to those around us as well. Let's pray. Father, I thank you again for this evening and for uh, the many uh, gifts that were shared. Uh, I thank you for uh, the the young men who memorized scripture. I thank you for those sharing their their gifts uh, through singing and and, uh, helping to guide us uh, as we worship you. And I thank you for every person here uh, that they are here because you have have placed uh, yourself on their hearts. Uh, you You have given us, whether it was through a family member or a song, uh, or, or, uh, or scripture, we know uh, that we have hope and we have joy, and that's what this season's all about. And so I pray that we take this and share it with the world. In Jesus' name I pray.